0: Hello.
1: Hi, Andre. What's happening?
0: Um, a lot is happening. I'm excited that it is Christmas time. I love Christmas almost as much as I love Halloween. No, scratch that. I love it more than Halloween forever. I wish it would be Christmas every day. Um, um, which... Gross. No, no. <laughs> I know you don't <laughs> stand. So how are you?
1: Um, I'm good. It's pouring rain. It's been raining for it feels like probably a week um which is too long for me um but you know i'm getting into the season sort of i'm decorating i'm making some christmas trees i'm just i'm doing it you know i'm not fully engaged with it but i'm doing it because it gives me an opportunity to be martha stewart and what else is there
0: I love that. I think that if you're ever having a hard time engaging with the season, you just have to combine the season with something that you already like. So why don't you try some Christmas witchcraft?
1: Alcohol? What? I mean,
0: that too. <laughs> Christmas witchcraft while drunk. Just try that and oh, all of a sudden you'll yeah. be very jolly, very merry.
1: I mean, Christmas was a pagan holiday about sacrificing to the gods, so, like, it's not that big of a stretch that there's something spooky or magical going on here, but luckily we're not talking about that today.
0: It, um, it's not. It's not. Look deep enough, I'm sure you'll find something. Bitch, Krampus is a thing. So, obviously, and by the way, like, every other podcast in fucking town is doing an episode of Krampus. No shade, no tea. Well, no shade, <laughs> all tea. But I love you, fellow podcasters. But anyway, we're not talking about Krampus, fuck that. Uh, we're talking about fucking ghosts. <laughs>
1: damn Merry right, because hey christmas carol is kind of about ghosts you know there's some sort of ghostly thing happening there also mm-hmm. th- like is there some rule where you have to talk about krampus because i don't give a fuck about krampus okay if someone's gonna take me it's gonna be a fucking gray alien and i mean apparently
0: them- the- <laughs> apparently there is because everyone is doing it so i was like did i miss the memo hello um but uh you're supposed listen- to be in
1: charge of the memos
0: Let's do a quick uh, Krampus episode. Um, He is scary, but also, who cares? Um, It's not real. I mean, but like, Loki, what else that we talk about is? And the movie was kind of shit. That's it.
1: (laughs) The only thing that we talk about that is real is how much we love all of you. No. Nah.
0: That was too wholesome. What did you do with my friend Shannon? Where is she? Did you eat She's her? She's
1: fucking dead. She is dead. <laughs> she is done with the Christmas season. She is done with the holidays. She wants nothing to do with it. Um bye-bye.
0: Oh my god, is this like is this like Taylor Swift's um um Oh my god, what's that fucking song called?
1: <laughs> look what you made me look do. Look at what you
0: made me do. Is that what it's called? Look at what you made me do. It's
1: Look what you made me to do. And I hate that I know that.
0: Oh, yes. That, it's Look What You Made Me Do. I was like, I was about to say, is it I Know What You Did Last Summer? <laughs> uh, oh. No, that's an not an iconic me. movie with our queen Jennifer Love Hewitt. That is not the Taylor Swift song. Anyway, it Shut sounded like that. You up. were like...
1: <laughs> you did not just oh, diss Sarah Michelle oh, Gellar like that.
0: I did not diss anyone. I just said Jennifer Love Hewitt is a queen. That yeah, doesn't mean there can't no, be two queens.
1: No, no Jennifer Love Hewitt can suck my dick. Um, okay, I don't <laughs> hate Jennifer... It's just if Sarah's there, you you look at Sarah, okay, Sarah.
0: Okay? Do you? Oh, okay. Are you one of those people that thinks that like when she came along, she kind of started stealing some of uh, Sarah's like spotlight spotlight that would otherwise been hers? Because I've heard I've heard that before. That it was like the Brittany and Christina of the acting world.
1: Well, let's be real here. Everyone remembers Buffy. No one remembers Ghost Whisperer. So.
0: wow Wow. okay shade much but um i knew what i was gonna say is (laughs) that you basically told us that um old shannon can come to the phone because she's dead so iconic thank you um yeah
1: who am i i don't
0: know i guess i'll see her in the afterlife i mean you're probably the doppelganger but you'd sound and look the same i (laughs) suppose so it's all right you still work as a great co-host let's do this
1: hey so what are we doing today um,
0: I have no fucking idea, uh, because <laughs> you are, like, Loki, key, key leading this episode. You kind of, like, I think you're gonna throw me into a rabbit hole and just have me explore it with you, but you're yeah. taking the reins, so you tell me.
1: Well, see, I kind of want this to be, like, a journey that we take together, um, kind of like, I'm gonna take your hand, and we're gonna enter the anus of a big monster, um, and while we're mm. in there, we're gonna poke okay. around. We're gonna see what's happening, okay. um, see what comes out, because... I remember reading this book a while ago and I remember pitching this idea to you. Um uh-huh. and I think you can vouch that I was pretty hype. So I, I took another look at it because I knew I wanted to do this episode and I, there is so much to this, Andre. Like there's so much. And Okay.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to enter the asshole. I'm going to get like full body lo- like full body um <laughs> body, body looped up just so we Perfect. can get inside um yeah yeah.
1: so just keep an open mind um try and be aware that this could all mean so many things and that's kind of why i want to talk about it so i don't want you to just limit yourself to just ghosts um so yeah without further ado i would like to talk about a california born i guess you would call him a ghost hunter i don't want to say hunting because that sounds a little ghostbusters like he's not going around killing ghosts but he's some kind of paranormal investigator we're gonna say that and (laughs) this is another this is one of those books that i found in that really awesome creepy little used bookstore in my town um that was just like there and i was like wow this book was published in 1986 so this book is actually older than me um not to date me or anything (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jen is 13, uh, if you guys can tell.
1: Yeah, I'm 13. Um, follow me on TikTok. Is that what the kids do these days? <laughs> That's actually
0: pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> follow me on TikTok.
1: <laughs> so this paranormal investigator, his name is Richard Sennett. Um, He's an author, you know, he's a chill dude. He was teaching about ghosts and, you know, the paranormal. He was born in L.A., um, the son of an artist and decorator named Leonard Sennett, who worked for MGM Studios. Um, They moved to Ventura, California, and, you know, he has a book called, what's it called? Weird Ventura. So this is obviously something he's been rooted in for a while you know like the strange the paranormal um he Mm. went to long beach state university has a degree in history um did post-grad work at uc santa barbara and did archaeological field school which i i he did that at a mission san antonio de padua which is interesting because he also explores ghosts in california missions um Hmm. which i love california
0: missions so i'm already invested (laughs)
1: that's <laughs> so funny. Um, so he has about 23 books on the subject of ghosts and folklore and local history and mystery fiction. He's appeared in a ton of TV shows over the years. Um, Ghost Adventures being one, another called Sightings. I'm literally just reading his bio because this guy.
0: Okay, yeah. so what does he think that ghosts are? Bigfoot?
1: Uh, no see we're not we're not going to be bringing in (laughs) missing 411 in this just because you know it's our most listened to episode um we don't (laughs) stand
0: we're we're really trying to get those coins really trying to get those streams so missing 411 like honey whenever you want it we're giving it to you audience okay just ask for more (laughs) um go ahead
1: oh my god no he doesn't think it's bigfoot although i will kind of touch on bigfoot a little bit later because why the fuck (laughs) not um so he is married to a psychic her name is debbie and they reside in ventura and he still contributes to a lot of publications and teaches history and so he's a pretty cool chill dude um i'm reading or sorry i'm touching on his book ghosts of the haunted coast which is about california's coast obviously um which was published in 1986 and these are like firsthand accounts of his investigations um as he was kind of touring california um especially the coastline in this particular book and i'm not sure how old he was at this point um but he had already been doing this type of work for a while so without further ado i would like to kind of just read slash share I think I have one, two, I have like five good um, and there's a ton, there's probably like 20 in this book but I chose like the best five that I want to talk about Um,
0: well spook me and when you do read stuff like I want your best like spooky radio host voice
1: oh my god I don't know if I can do that so (laughs) so just remember keep an open mind so one The first one I want to talk about, I've never heard of before until this book, which is kind of crazy because this was published in the 80s. And it's like, who's been hiding this mysterious beast from me? So this is called The Char Man. So in Ojai, California, um, on Creek Road, there is sightings of something called the Charman, and it's assumed that he is a ghost. So he's your typical typical spook that haunts a highway. Um, well, I guess it's not really a highway, it's just a road. But you know, you're driving along at night and then suddenly, there it is. So he's the one of the best known ghosts of Ventura County. Everyone seemed to know about it. Um, so who is he? he is apparently the ghost of a man who was horribly disfigured by flames in some way. Um, a lot of people perpetuate the idea that it was from a great forest fire in 1948. Um, they said that he was a firefighter who was caught in the fire when the wind changed, sending a wall of fire over him. He ran into the forest and his body was never found. Um, you know given how many fires are in california that's really trauma traumatizing i feel like that could probably be true um <laughs> so his body yeah. was never found so that's kind of the idea of like he was never given a proper burial so now he just wanders oh hi at night on these roads um this guy at the ventura county historical museum charlie seaman um he was the curator there he actually debunked this theory supposedly He developed the 1948 fire theory because there were no records that show that anyone died in that fire. Um, This isn't to say that it's not entirely true because maybe he just wasn't a firefighter. Maybe he was a transient or someone who no one would know to miss, you know, so there wouldn't be a record. They didn't find a body. I don't know. Um, Another story for his origin is that... It was a man who got into an automobile accident along the road and obviously the car blew up in flames. He was badly burned so he ran into the woods and died. But apparently a lot of people in Ohio have seen him. So the one thing that all of the witnesses seem to be able to convey with certainty is that his flesh is peeling from his burned skull and charred rags are all that remained of his garments. And when he's near you, There's a sickening smell that accompanies him, like burned flesh. Um, He lunges out of the darkness, and he is apparently going to attack you. I don't know, because, like, has anyone been attacked by the Charman? I don't want to be attacked by the Charman. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this kind of ghost, he is... What Richard Senate kind of identifies as what you would call a lover's lane ghost because teenagers are mainly the witnesses who go out looking for him you know like on long drives or they're in their car making out and like they're like oh my god I saw the Charman so <laughs> yeah and it's a creepy road um, so mm. actually in the 1950s there was a few newspaper stories that were published about an alleged attack on a young man by the Charman Um, The teenager's Uh jacket was torn by the figure and this article or, you know, these articles, they caused a lot of people to like go to the road and it caused like a big traffic jam and pissed off the police a lot. Um, He's been seen other places at a bridge. um, This is where actually Richard stopped. He like stopped on the bridge and he tried to see if he could find anything, but he didn't, which I think is an unfortunate situation with a lot of these paranormal investigations. Oftentimes, you find yourself very disappointed. Um, not that I'm throwing shade, I'm not. I just, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Creek Road is also supposedly haunted by other phantoms. To kind of give a few, um, people have encountered the specter of a ghostly horse woman riding at a full gallop along the road in the moonlight and so when i say horsewoman she's literally just riding a horse like it's not a horse woman um so i guess she gets the horse gets spooked by a snake and then she was killed by the fall from the horse and it happens once a year on the anniversary of her death i don't know about that one i don't find that very mm. fascinating um, yeah. another one is a ghostly lady in a wedding dress who's believed to hitchhike along the road Anyone who knows the very, very common story of a woman in white, that's, you know, not anything new. I don't know if those are real, but basically a woman in white is a ghost that was killed, you know, by a scorned lover or whatever. And she tries to hitchhike. And if you let her in, she kills you or takes your soul or whatever. Um, Do you ever wonder one. what
0: like creepy women ghosts are always in white? Like Why are they in some ugly ass color like neon green?
1: Why aren't they wearing, like, those Forever 21, like, I just want tacos t-shirts, you know what I mean?
0: I know. <laughs> like, I, that would terrify me. I'd be like,
1: fuck! <laughs> it's a ghost from 2012. Shit. <laughs> um, she has an iPhone 4.
0: <laughs> Get the fuck um...
1: out! Shush! <laughs> <laughs> so most recently there's been sightings and when I say recently 86 so in 86 um there has been sightings of a headless motorcyclist riding um I guess an Indian bike that was kind of the main attraction of Ojai was the Charman you know people talk about that and Senate never found anything on that and that's definitely the most benign kind of warm-up story I wanted for you because there's not I think that is probably a ghost. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. kind of as we move... I, I
0: mean, do you, are are yes, some of the I other ones your you're going to talk about not ghosts?
1: That's the thing. I wanted to kind of touch on stuff that was out of the ordinary. Um, Ooh, so, yeah. Okay. I think that labeling these things as the best we can. That's kind of the discussion I want to have because yeah, I, I do think that these are within the realm of something else but that was kind All of right. a warm-up what did you think
0: um i was just thinking about the man like that's really sad to have a death like that <laughs> like when you said like oh he was probably deeply disfigured by fire and died i was like that's probably the worst way to go and if ghosts mm-hmm. are like if we are to believe that ghosts are what a lot of people say they are which is um kind of souls that can't let go or haven't finished business or had really traumatic deaths then that makes total sense and i would agree it is a ghost which then brings me to the thought of like how long do ghosts have to stay ghosts like is it like ghost whisper like do they have to find someone that can help mm. them cross or finish something so they can cross like it like how mm. long does that you know what i mean like it seems that like for ghosts the world is basically purgatory so how do yeah. how do we end their purgatory and send them away from earth into whatever the next realm is i don't know
1: well you know like we've talked a lot about how like energy can't be destroyed you know it has to go somewhere and some uh-huh. ghosts or like hauntings they manage to stop somehow and it's like well they probably didn't just disappear so it's like where did they go I wonder, you know, like they have to go somewhere. Maybe I don't want to be too dark, but hitchhiking to, or you know, latching on to a person.
0: Um, I mean, that something is else. possible. I we I haven't heard of that a lot. I feel like throughout the millennia, like if that was a thing, like someone feeling like they got latched on, following a blessing of a home, for example. Oh like the ghost went home with me instead. like I feel like we've heard a lot of those stories just in general yeah. or in media or in the general side guys, but I don't really hear that. so I don't think they disappear either. you're right. I don't think the energy just dissipates like it has to go somewhere but I do I do think it goes I, I just don't know where it goes um, maybe
1: it just calms down you know maybe it wears itself down because you can only do so much for so long maybe it's exhausting to like be a ghost.
0: <laughs> well that's the thing i don't think so i think that like when you're a ghost you kind of stop having perception of time and you don't really get tired like you're you're just a spirit but like even then maybe you're not even a spirit maybe you're like a mirror of a spirit like mm. you're kind of like like a copy of a copy like a very distant copy of you when you were alive and and also, a lot of these ghosts seem to be contained with within specific spaces and also within specific time loops, right? Because like ghosts don't age, so it, I feel like they could just repeat what they're doing for th- a thousand years and just stay there and not get tired and just do that all the time. That seems like a miserable existence. I mean, if you technically they they don't exist, but like you know, because they're not alive, but it's still like I'm sure they feel something and to just live will quote-unquote live forever like that that sucks
1: maybe that's like what you said maybe it's not existence maybe a ghost isn't sentient at all it's just you know the echo of that pain just it's so strong that it can't go away Um, i mean
0: if so then i don't feel bad but if it is more like oh it's not an echo it's more like a clone of you but it's not actually mm -hmm. you and you're resting okay well that's great for you but if (laughs) that if that uh quote-unquote like ghost clone of you when you were alive um has sentience then i feel bad because like they're suffering forever
1: well you could also just like not feel bad at all because like fuck them go you know go to a mariah carey concert (laughs) don't worry about the ghosts is that (laughs) heartless fuck
0: a little bit again if they do have sentience like if they're nothing more (laughs) than the physical manifestation of like the equivalent of an audio recording then i don't care because they're just that they're just a mirror a recording you know like a spiritual recording but if it's something with sentience that's kind of fucked um and like god forbid that it's not actually your actual soul because if you become a ghost you're gonna regret what you said shannon
1: um, life is for the living death is for the ghost I'll worry about it when I'm dead I don't okay. I want you to play that at my funeral um, I want that to be
0: the final thing everyone I will.
1: hears as they lower my <laughs> dead body into the ground actually no sorry I want to be cremated um, it's on record now
0: <laughs> okay well as you're being cremated like your family will be there and i guess i'll be there since i we're just assuming that i'm gonna outlive you and uh, i'll tell them like oh shannon said uh life is for the living and uh, death is for the ghosts and she wants everyone to enjoy their life go see mariah carey in concert don't worry about this old bitch she's ashes now so
1: <laughs> this old bitch you don't know when
0: i'm gonna die
1: <laughs> do i just have old bitch energy
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's why it doesn't matter if you die tomorrow. Like you already have all bitch energy, so you're already all bitch.
1: That explains a lot. <laughs> so, are you ready? I actually want to give you a short one. I just thought it was really okay. weird, and I think that we can have a good, maybe a good conversation about it. I don't know. We'll see. So, right. this happened in Westlake, California. So, this is a 1980. And a friend actually told Richard this, um... <laughs> so, a friend of this friend was near the Westlake on-ramp to 101 Freeway. If anyone's unfamiliar with California, 101 is this old highway that stretches literally along the coast. Like, it's such a beautiful drive. Oh my god, iconic. Um, mm-hmm. So, this friend saw an old man hitchhiking. Um, so she never picks up hitchhikers but for some reason she felt compelled to pick this one up so she did it was an old man who seemed confused um disoriented she pulled back onto the freeway with him and for some strange reason this motherfucker screamed christ is coming christ is coming twice just like that She looked at him back at the road, and then she looked again, and he was gone. He had vanished from the vehicle. Um, She pulled over onto the side of the highway. (laughs) Yeah. She pulled over onto the side of the highway, and eventually a policeman pulled over to ask what, what was going on. And she told him the story of what had just happened. And he was like, you're the fourth person this has happened to today
0: uh so Uh, i love i love that because like in movies and everywhere like figures of authority like policemen or like firemen or doctors like they never believe that shit but i bet you that cop was thinking to himself like fuck ghosts are real
1: (laughs) or something um apparently the same tale has been reported in other states so apparently this happened in arkansas um, by and several reliable witnesses, they said the exact same thing: "Christ is coming, Christ is coming," and that's basically the story. It's like, what the fuck is this? What what is this?
0: Hmm. Is that God's way of letting us know He's coming? Because that's very ineffective. Like, I, I don't think he re- maybe he doesn't realize that it's not. 2,000 years ago anymore, and we have cell phones and the internet now, he could just, like, post a video saying, I'm coming back, and it would just, like, be spread around the world on Twitter <laughs> in a An minute. Instagram Everyone story. would get the memo instead of sending, like, messengers to hitchhike in people's cars one by one. That's gonna take forever.
1: Well, here's the theory that Senate put out. He theorized that it is a traveling minister um, who had probably died a weird death or had gone a little bit crazy. Um, so it's like a hitchhiking minister who just spooks the hell out of you. Um, I thought that was hella weird in my mind. I don't know about the boundaries that ghosts have to uphold. Like, can they cross state lines? Or was it like a weird cult of old men and they all just happen to be in different places? You know, like the Mormons on their bikes. I know that sounds really offensive, but they're they're everywhere. So like, you know, separate ghosts being separate people, but they all share the same general message. I don't know. That's
0: really weird. I mean, I was thinking, like, oh, you don't hear a lot about ghosts really moving moving from their original place of ghosting. But, like, don't, like, those Japanese water ghosts... There's, like, a specific word for ghosts that are basically people who drown. Think of, like, the girl from The Grudge. Like, don't... Can those ghosts, like, move? Like, can, yeah, can... Well, at least the movie shows it that way. Like, they can be in different places. Like, they can haunt you at the house. They can haunt you at the hospital. Like... Mm,
1: I see what you're saying. So maybe
0: some ghosts can. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's a little out of my wheelhouse. I'm not really familiar with Japanese ghosts. Except for The Grudge. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Iconic. Did you you know they're remaking that? Um, They are
0: remaking that with a guy. And I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Can they just, like, stop? Can they... Can they stop?
0: I mean, yeah, also the fact that they're remaking it at all. It's like just leave it. Like these movies, well, the first two, not the third one. They're good, especially the first one. Just leave him. Just let him be. Just let him be.
1: Okay. Well, are you ready for the next one? Yeah. <laughs> Were you done with your rant?
0: I was I'm not, I'm just I'm just like sitting here just kind of like letting the fume out. Just uh whatever.
1: <laughs> okay. So This one is definitely not a ghost. Actually, no. Scratch that. I don't want to say anything for certain, but I think that you'll understand what I'm talking about as we get into it. So This one is um, Aliso Canyon north of Santa Paula. I actually don't know where this is. I probably should have figured that out, but I have no idea where Santa Paula is. Anyone from Santa Paula, let me know. Um, So, Richard met with someone who had contacted him about this type of um citing You don't understand why I don't want to say what it's called just yet. I don't want to lose listeners. Um, she's mid-20s, professional woman. Um, he refers to her as Miss J to help her remain anonymous. He met her in a cafe and they kind of have a discussion, like, hey, do you believe in ghosts? And he's like, Hell yeah, I believe in ghosts. And so they agree to go and see if they can find whatever this thing is. Um so they get into his car, and they drive up to Aliso Canyon, and they are going to Billowack Dairy. Um, what is it called? It's like a dairy factory mill, whatever. Um, okay. So, it's abandoned um, and it was built in 1925 by a man named August Rubel. Um, he wanted to, like, make <laughs> dairy... Uh, g- gaining? I don't know. How do you harvest dairy? He wanted to make that more efficient. <laughs> and then <laughs> after the stock market crash in 1929, it, the the fucking dairy plant or whatever went down and it was abandoned in 1943. And it's actually weird because August himself vanished on some sort of secret army mission in North Africa in the, in the same year the factory was abandoned. Um, and it was never explained where he went or what had happened. Um, but the Billowack, um, area, it has been, you know, obviously supposedly haunted by this creature. What is the creature called? The Billowack monster. Beautiful. So, Mm. this monster supposedly lives in the hills around the dairy and wanders wanders the ruins at night it is described as being a huge creature with powerful muscles its body is covered in gray or off-white hair its fingers are tipped with long talons and the monster's face resembles a goat or a ram with horns on its head um it's been described as a great hairy man and that's kind of why i wanted to mention bigfoot because (laughs) who else is described as a great hairy man interesting um so the majority of sightings of the Billowack monster have been made by teenagers who were out, you know, trespassing on this abandoned dairy mill. Um, and so that's why I guess Miss J was uncomfortable sharing her story. She didn't think people would believe her because she was so young when it happened. So her story, she says, we drove up here. There were five of us that night. We had some beer, but we were not drunk. We had been up by the old dairy and we driving along this road. Um, near the end of the road, she said, like, stop here. And they got out of the car. And, okay, so she points to a fence. This is near, like, overgrown weeds. It's, like, close to the dairy mill. And she says, I saw the monster there. We were driving down this road. My headlights flashed onto it. It had eyes like a cat's shining in the headlights. It just stood there with a head like a sheep and a body like a man. Its hair was coarse and matted it was there maybe 20 seconds and then it took off running it ran away on two legs like a man i was so scared i didn't know what to think um i guess everyone she was with thought it was just a joke you know but she thought it was real she yeah. <laughs> when asked what color the eyes were she said greenish yellow And they're out here, you know, at night, and Senate reports feeling as though they're being watched. But, you know, this is his book, so he could feel whatever he wants. (laughs) So they go go to the car, (laughs) and they basically, like, get back in because they start to hear rustling. And this is literally real time happening now. Like, they get in, lock the doors. And what is it? A large possum crosses the road. (laughs) So um, Mm. I thought that description Of the Billowack monster was really interesting When I first read it because As you all know (laughs) Annoyingly I took a witchcraft Class in college On the history of witchcraft And that description Mm -hmm. is Basically the description of the devil Um (laughs) Not saying Mm. the devil is in Santa Paula Or anything but It could just be some weird cryptid but you, you always hear. Uh, I guess I always hear I mean, that image.
0: Like it definitely wasn't a large possum. Um, the fact that the thing had a goat head is very suspicious. I'm getting some satanic vibes for sure. So, um, and I just I can't imagine like how traumatic that must that must be like for that woman to like see that and be like holy shit that I actually just see that. And, like, yeah. I always, like, try to picture myself in those situations and, like, how I would react. And I feel like I just freak out. Like, because, like, fuck. Like, I wouldn't believe, like, it's real. Anyway.
1: Well, also, like, have like seeing that and then watching it walk away on two legs at the height of a man.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, I pictured that in my head when you were saying that. And that was spooky. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, there's this great podcast. I'm just throwing a plug here for anyone. I'm sure people have probably already heard it if they're into our podcast. It's called The Black Tapes. It's called
0: Scary Talk? Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) No. It's called The Black Tapes. It's a fiction podcast. It's actually already done. I think it ended a few years ago. But um, Mm. there was this image of that creature, you know, a goat-headed man with hooved feet standing at the edge of a person's bed. And it was like the devil or whatever, and that like always terrified me. I was like, "Oh my god, can you imagine seeing that at the edge of your bed? Like, wow."
0: <laughs> well, I found I found the second story pretty spooky. Um, I don't think it was Bigfoot at all. Um, that goat head fucks with me, so I I don't know what to tell you, but it was no <laughs> cryptid I've heard of.
1: Are you just kind of like uh, fuck that shit kind of? You know, you're not really. Yeah, like, I'm you very don't have, like, like a strong opinion on
0: it. I mean, I have a strong opinion that it's not Bigfoot. I'm just kind of like so noped out. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Because like, <laughs> I would hate seeing that. I just, ugh. So yeah. I don't even want to think what it could be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's probably like a devil or a demon that sucks blood of cats or something. Um, but whatever. That's fine. We don't have to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, wait, in that, in, that, in that vein, do you think the Chupacabra is like a demon
1: um, good question. Maybe it's like a hellhound or something. Because, like, I don't...
0: I don't know. Do those things... I just... I always get so confused. Like, do you th- actually think that, like, demons exist um, in physical form? Because, like, you know, like, hmm. what we see a lot, especially when it comes to, like, say, exorcisms, is that they are... They're spiritual not in the sense that they're spirits but in the sense that like they don't have a physical body they're like spiritual Mm -hmm. entities and so i like when you say like a demon or like a devil hound i'm like why would those have physical entities also like physical bodies
1: i i think that the issue here is that we're coming from different perspectives where i don't believe any of it's real, you're kind of more open to the possibility whereas for me, my understanding of this is from pop culture. So for me, like I'm a Buffy stan and the demons are always like like they're real and they look different you know? Um, Whereas Uh a supernatural stan would be like, oh no they just possess you and it's all very spiritual and it's like, uh, but I don't I don't subscribe to that for a number of reasons. I guess one being I find exorcisms more unrealistic than a fucking goat-headed demon for some reason i don't know why um (laughs) i guess I, i don't know i don't know why
0: no i mean regardless of why if you don't if you don't if you don't first subscribe to what i'm saying yeah you're gonna have a hard time answering my question so i get it um
1: yeah i don't know i guess i just don't buy that something could exist outside of a physical form on that level you know if that makes sense like It has to be some kind of flesh. I don't know.
0: I mean, wait, so so what about ghosts then?
1: I don't believe in ghosts.
0: Oh yeah, you've said this before. I can't believe we're doing a whole episode on ghosts and you don't believe in ghosts. Well, not a whole episode, but you feel what I'm saying. This is kind of ghost expert guy and we're doing this and you're like, "Mm, Ghosts, Fucking, they're fuckery.
1: Well, because it's interesting. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I get that. I get that. It's cool. I like the second story a lot. What else you got?
1: Okay, so I want to mix it up a little bit and talk about something um, I think we've mentioned in passing before, but this is a more detailed account. So this is called The Black Coach of Santa Inez. Um, So (laughs) he, Richard Sennett, actually met at a tavern in Los Olivos, north of Santa Barbara, um, with a couple named Mm -hmm. Terry and Bob. Terry and Bob H. Um, So they're saying they're kind of spooked um he was saying that within they were within 20 feet of this ghostly apparition i guess you could say he said that it was really really silent that it was absolutely silent when they saw it they were just outside of santa inez going towards solving and they got a flat on their volvo um it was probably 8 or 8 30 he says and he was changing the tire because there's still a little bit of light He had the car on the jack, and Terry, his wife, saw it first. So she describes it as being a black cloud coming towards them, that it was moving fast. And he walked over to her and he saw it too. It was coming parallel to the road. He says it looked like an old coach pulled by four horses, all black. There was a guy on top, supposedly a driver wearing a sort of top hat and a long black coat. Terry says, you know, it wasn't a stagecoach. I've seen stagecoaches at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> this wasn't a stagecoach. And um, they kind of settle on. It's, it's, it's kind of like a carriage. Um, apparently it had lights on the side. Um, and there was someone inside. Terry said that she saw a woman in a black dress. The woman was probably about 90 years old. She just saw her for a second as it went by. Bob said it was too fast and that he didn't see anything. Um, Hmm. And remember, this is all dead silent and then it just slowly vanished into the dark. So he changed the tire and they got back on the highway and they were really spooked. Um, These two are college grads, professional careers. They'd never experienced anything like this before. And the reason it ended up in the book is because Richard has encountered this a lot. He kind of just explained to them like this is a fairly frequent phenomenon, which I didn't really know until I'd read this So apparently black coaches have been seen for hundreds of years. They're common in Ireland and Great Britain Um, and then one Common feature of it is that it makes no sound So that you kind of have an idea of like this doesn't belong here in our Mm. current reality Um, so there's Mm -hmm. one legend that says that these ghostly vehicles carry away the souls of the dead and they are seen when someone has passed away. Um, but one thing that we have talked about on this podcast, I'm sure of it, is called retrocognition. It's it's kind of like the past intruding into the present. He describes it as a film accidentally replaying at the wrong time. So you get a glimpse of the past. Um, and then there's another theory that says, that this is actually from the local Native Americans in the area, they say that this all black carriage is always driven by a man in a tall black hat and it's the devil driving, taking the soul of evil people back to hell. Um, so yeah, I wanted to include that because that was something we talked about before, but I didn't realize it was happening in like California um, and then the retrocognition thing I think is really interesting, you know. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's a ghost? Do you think yeah. it's just the past?
0: I I like both. Like, I, I think... Like, the retrocognition thing is kind of like a glitch in the matrix kind of thing. And I like that because I... I mean, I don't know how much I believe in, like, simulation theory, but I think it's possible. And... That would be just one more example, one more alleged example of, among a lot of examples people um, people mention that prove that there's glitches like, everywhere and we are in the Matrix. But like somehow, <laughs> I actually like the second theory more that it's just what is it like the devil taking like souls back to yeah. hell, something like that. Um, yeah, like I I don't know, like it, it's spookier, but also just well i guess like why would it why would the devil like make himself be seen by people like it wh- well while well, he does that and like why do it specifically in a black carriage yeah maybe it makes no sense maybe it is just a glitch <laughs> of like a past thing like time just like warped for a second and it like show the reality of like a summer day in 1770 mm. or something like that like i mean i guess that's a thing it kind of connects back to doppelgangers. I don't mm, know if you remember yeah. um, some of the case, like one of the one of the cases I think that I touched on was basically like this like Oh my god, I can't fucking recall. But I feel like you can recall. It was like this guy who said that he had. Oh my god, I am so terrible. But it was basically like someone who Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Someone who said that they saw themselves doing an action and then years later they found themselves doing that action yeah um yeah yeah. so it's not the same but it is similar in the sense of like time can show itself i mean uh, according to this theory time can show itself literally as a physical window Uh, like, as as physical objects, as physical people, for for a couple moments sometimes, when things get fucked up or mixed up or something. And so that explains why you could see, you know, like, a very looking, very solid-looking, real carriage just fucking, like, run by. Um, And then it's gone. Yeah, I guess.
1: Well, also it makes me wonder about, like, why specifically there and then, like, is there, like, hot spots for this kind of activity or glitches? You know what I'm saying? Like... Are some places just mysterious like that and they attract it, or...
0: Or is it just a fluke? Um, I I think it's both. Like, I think... I think it just starts as a fluke. But... Let's say the fluke can repeat itself, and it repeats itself in the same place. Kind of like a bad computer bug. It always happens when you open the same program or type in the same command. Like, the same bug always comes up until you fix it. Like... And and so it basically starts out as just like a like a fluke, but since it keeps happening, well, I guess it just keeps happening. I guess I, I guess it's not both. I guess it's just it is just a fluke, but it keeps happening in the same place. But that doesn't mean it's a hot spot for anything else. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I want to talk about another thing that we've kind of touched on in the past, and kind of get your opinion on it because this is kind of me just kind of confirming what I already knew about this in a weird, annoying way. <laughs> Um, and then I'm going to save the last one, which is the longest one for last. So I think we'll have time. Okay. Um, so this is the Hope Ranch Poltergeist. So Mrs. B contacted Richard Sennett um, from Santa Barbara. Wait, Barbara's... is this
0: Cardi?
1: <laughs> Was Cardi alive <laughs> in 1986? <laughs>
0: Oh, never mind, never mind. I thought she was like, oh, Mr. Senate, listen.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Um, No. (laughs) So, Mrs. B, she lived um, in a house in Santa Barbara's Hope Ranch. Um, And she contacted him because she had heard about him through someone or something. And so he goes into their house. It's like a chill, chill place, you know um cozy they have a seat and they talk about you know what's what's bothering her so her husband basically thinks that she's going crazy Um, but she's been seeing things in her house move so she shows him a figure of a horse that's on one of the bookcases and she says like I saw this float over to the floor by the fireplace And she says she saw other things move around. A teapot in the kitchen was found on the floor in the corner. A bottle of perfume moved from the bedroom to the hall. Some things had just vanished entirely. Um, And she said that she was hearing some tappings. It was like someone drumming their fingers on a hollow box. Um, And then she said sometimes the walls would shake. Like an earthquake and then stop. But a picture would fall from the wall. Something like that. Um, So... Yeah, basic poltergeist activity. So, who lives in the house? So, it's Mrs. B, her husband, and their two kids. So, they have a son and a daughter. Both are teenage. The son is outgoing, has a lot of friends, um, does pretty well, and then he asks about the daughter. So, I guess, a few weeks ago, the daughter broke up with her boyfriend. Um, (laughs) And so, this is... Mm this idea that we've talked about before that it's poltergeists are just negative energy manifesting in reality. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is very common with adolescents and it's been recorded for thousands of years. Um, Huge objects have been moved around, but mostly people aren't injured by it and it only lasts for a few weeks. And so he kind of tells her like, it's going to go away And that typically with a poltergeist there's a focus and typically that focus is an individual in this case would be the daughter um and then you know and he's just he he reassures her it's like you're not crazy and so he leaves and then a call back after a couple weeks um mrs b said that everything stopped in less than a week um so yeah i don't know i like that i know that you probably don't like that (laughs) <laughs> because it's not ghost. um
0: there wasn't enough blood and death i'll tell you that but what i do <laughs> like is that it kind of goes along with this idea about how you define poltergeist which is that it's just bad energy i have a hard time with that like i know that i we already mentioned i like asked about this a couple episodes ago and you cited our poltergeist episode and you told me like i I do think that it is just, like, bad energy. But even then, I wasn't convinced. Like, I... I just... Like, what... (laughs) Like, when when I look at Poltergeist on YouTube, and I see, like, people who record their kitchens, and, like, shit's flying around the room. Mm. If you believe... First, if you believe it's real. Um, But if you believe it's real, um, and that's a Poltergeist, like, that doesn't seem like... I don't know, That just feels like... There is a literal ghost there just like fucking around with things. Yeah. Or, well, or, that's... or or rather maybe I just have a hard time believing that just the nebulous concept of quote unquote like bad energy or like bad juju like can do things like that. I feel like maybe it would maybe it would Yeah, I don't think it can do things like that. I don't know.
1: Well, I think that it might just be a case of mislabeling um maybe what you're talking about like the stuff going all crazy all at once like maybe that is a ghost or a demon or a spirit or something but when we talk about these minor things um just something's quite off things are moving um the picture frame fell again like maybe that's just like sudden burst of you know bad adolescent energy at once but I don't know because Poltergeist, like it, it sounds really cool and it sounds really dark and horrifying. And I think maybe people just took that and they misinterpreted it as something darker, related to demons, whereas it it's probably just something else in general.
0: I mean, it's not even that I'm disappointed. It's not really that. I think I just don't really believe in the concept of like you can exert you like a one, a person can exert enough bad energy that they can literally create basically like a shadow version of themselves. That wreaks havoc because it's yeah. just a ball of emotional pain. Like, I have a hard time believing that can happen. So, I mean, like, I've have seen you... Silent Hill, I get it, but like,
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't
0: think so. It, you
1: have issues gras- grappling with, um you know, the power of the human mind, which is what we talked about in the psychic episode. Like, it's, or, you know, just all of that, but you're ready for the I demons mean, to call I... up your ass.
0: I've, like, told you... I don't don't feel like that's unfair or unreasonable. Like, I've told you that I believe in, like, telekinesis. 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 Tele... How do you say that, actually? Help, Shannon. I don't know
1: what you're saying. (laughs) Telekinesis? What?
0: Telekinesis? Telekinesis? Oh,
1: telekinesis?
0: Yeah. Oh, now you're having trouble. (laughs) Anyway, I I believe that people can move shit with their mind. Um... So, it's not like I don't believe at all in the, like, power of the human mind. I just don't think the human mind can just, like, create a (laughs) sad, problematic replica of itself during times (laughs) of, like, emotional turmoil. Like, I don't think that's how shit works.
1: I want to counter that with Shia LaBeouf's most quoted line, just do it.
0: Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way. New Shia LaBeouf movie um, that is kind of like autobiographical about his like childhood as a uh, like uprising little child star. It's called Honey Boy. It is an amazing movie. It really moves you. Go watch it, everyone. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, but anyway, <laughs> I I guess like for me, it's like you can't destroy matter, but also you can create matter. So where the fuck is your brain getting the matter to create this? Essentially, this fucking dark tulpa.
1: Well, yeah, that's you know, I guess the same way you poop—you just you you, you get the oh intake yeah and then okay. the outtake and <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh you you know the the <laughs> the four main the four main human excretions: poop, hair, nails, and tulpas
1: <laughs> and bad energy. <laughs> 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 All right. So I have one more, and I'll try to make it fast. This is titled Something is Watching Us, which I found funny because everything else is titled, like, The Location. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, Richard Senate. So he was teaching a class called Ghosts and Hauntings when he, was, when he learned about a haunted bank in Oxnard. Apparently this phantom had appeared in the building on a certain day of the week with such regularity that the tellers were terminating their employment um (laughs) and leaving so Hmm. apparently there were raps being heard and that means rapping on a wall not rapping like eminem um strange (laughs) (laughs)
0: footsteps
1: and screams can you
0: imagine like can you imagine like can you imagine like a ghostly nikki track or like a ghostly cardi rap this (laughs) is (laughs) like
1: that's what's gonna happen when they pass like (laughs) Okay, like, you imagine just like,
0: too. I don't just like just like like spooky music, and then like a faint sound, and like you get closer. You're walking down a dark hallway. You like try to get closer to the sound, and closer to the sound, and like it com- it's coming from behind a door on one of the hallway rooms. And like you press your ear against the door, and faintly you can hear this dude named Michael used to ride motorcycles. Like I, I <laughs> fucking run away. Like I'd be freaked. Uh, amazed, but also freaked out. I love that. I love that for us. That needs to happen.
1: (laughs) The worst, most traumatizing event of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) this bank is a modern structure, um, supposedly with no tragedy. Um, it was pretty recently built. Um, he interviewed several of the tellers and he kind of described them all of having a distinct fear in their eyes and conviction in their tone, so he believed them he said the ghost was a vague figure without features just a human form and they somehow instinctively felt that it was a woman it appeared to be about nine feet tall it moved with a gliding motion over the floor and it moved with alarming speed so um the specter would materialize behind the railing next to the counter of the bank but it wouldn't pass through the railing it just rose over it and floated on It seemed active near closing time. Uh, They heard loud thumps like someone banging on a hollow log. But, and they heard these loud footsteps like someone walking on wood, but all the floors in the bank were carpeted. And Sennett said himself that the floor did not seem capable of producing that sound because it seemed to muffle even the stomping of a boot. Um, One of his students noted that one of the air vents on the side of the building um, kind of created some of the rapping noise but not all of it. He goes up the stairs and he says that he feels like something's watching him. Um, And he gets to the second floor and he says that he feels a presence. His scalp starts to tingle and he walks into the darkness. So, this is interesting. Um, He says it felt like a wall of vibration. Like a tingling sensation like pins and needles. Um, They left the bank and they asked if they could come again next week so him and his students kind of got into investigating and trying to figure out what was going on one of the students discovered that there was a two-story wooden home that had been demolished at that very same location of the bank before the bank was built um so he's trying to say um basically the The two-story home would have sat a little bit higher on the foundation, about three or four feet higher. And so that's probably why the ghost seemed to be nine feet tall, um, because it was still following the same path of that old house. And then what he said was that the wall of vibration he felt was probably the second story of that farmhouse and could have been the, um, what would you call it, like the location of the tragedy, whatever that was. One of the tellers said that she was a longtime resident of Ventura County, um, she lived not far from the bank, and they interviewed her grandmother, so her grandma said that she remembered a woman had been beaten to death by her husband on that site many decades ago. Um, I don't know if that's the lady, it's kind of unclear, you know, at the end of this investigation, but that's something to think about. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're not going to like this, Andre. So <laughs> what? he and his students decided to perform an experiment with a Ouija board at the bank. So great. <laughs> <laughs> what they did, he had ten ten people between the two of them. So the first group of five did a Ouija thing and then the next night they had the other five go and they did kind of like a masked thing. So neither of them knew what was gonna happen or, you know, before or after the events until everything was done. So, the first five um, went and they talked to the ghosts. And so, I have basically the transcription of the question and answers. um, Answers being from the Ouija board. So, the first... Ooh, okay. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Okay, the first group asks, are you troubled? The answer, yes. Is there something we can do for you? It spells out death, murder, question you were murdered yes what kind of weapon killed you chain strangled with a chain yes do you know the name of your murderer yes can you give us that name no can god help you l u z luz lose, spanish for light um i guess over and over again the words death and murder were spelled out. Wait, did you say L-U-V? L-U-Z as in
0: zoo. Interesting. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be able to give the name of their murderer? That's so weird.
1: Well, this is group one. So the date 1917 was also consistent. Um, And they asked, will you manifest yourself today? said yes. So apparently they learned later that one of the tellers who had not been present during the Ouija board experiment saw something white watching her from a second floor window as she left for the day, but they didn't know that yet. So the second seance was held a week later, not, not a night, sorry. Um, and this is still blind so they didn't know what happened in the first session and no one at the first session was there. So here is the transcription. What is your first name? Answer. Agatha Question Were you killed by a man? Answer No What instrument was used to kill you? Chain Would you give your murderer's first name? Helena Were you related to Helena? No Was Helena your husband's mistress? Yes What year did this murder take place? 1917 Are there any other spirits here besides you, Agatha? Sometimes Why are you here? Why do you haunt? No home. Do you seek something here? Revenge. On whom do you wish revenge? Her. Is her spirit here? Yes. Are there two spirits here? Yes. So... Damn, dude.
0: This is (laughs) giving me the fucking creeps. So you're telling me that two different groups of people went into a room with a Ouija board, and they got basically the exact same answers pretty much (laughs) that's fucking fucked i want to fucking crawl into bed
1: so both sessions mentioned the chain as the murder weapon and the date 1917 but um it's unclear as to why they weren't given you know the names in the first session maybe they weren't comfortable yet i don't know um and yeah maybe she's shy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Senate says that on the last night when he was leaving the bank, um, and he said not to take this too seriously, but he was carrying the Ouija board out to his car and the inverted glass they had been using as the planchette flew from his hand and shattered it on the pavement. Um, and he also added that they looked for records of people of the names Helena and Agatha by those names near the bank and they couldn't find anything. But he also goes Mm -hmm. on to say that a couple weeks after that, um, the bank seemed to calm down and there were fewer encounters. So he kind of just ends it on that note of, I don't know, maybe that helped. But I don't know. What do you think?
0: I mean, whether it helped or not, I mean, hopefully it did. But that's honestly irrelevant. Like, to me, the the most... I mean, holy shit. Like, the most impressive part is that I don't. I don't know. I've never like read more stuff like that. Like, I, I mean, maybe there haven't been experiments like that. I think. I think that would help like the the um, legitimacy of the Ouija board as an instrument to communicate with the other realm. Like a lot to have things like those experiments like be talked about because that's crazy right because a lot of what you see when you when you think ouija boards are people in a room doing the thing but for all you know they're all in on it you know there's no there's no double check and this basically acts as a double check what you talked about um that is bizarre to me i mean it's crazy like that (laughs) you know like that means it was real i mean of course the guy could also be lying but you know if he's not then holy shit
1: Well, that's the good thing I like about finding random books um, in random bookstores, you know, like you get better information than just scanning the internet, especially because Mm -hmm. the reason this probably isn't very well known is it wasn't done in a scientific laboratory under scientific circumstances. It was just a class doing this, you know, like they didn't record anything. They didn't, they just went in, they knew what they were going to do and they tried it, you know, for the sake of learning. So that, like That it's... doesn't
0: matter though, like as as long as he's not lying <laughs> yeah. And like the groups couldn't hear each other, right? Like then there's no fucking way
1: Well I'm not saying like, that, you know that, what that mean? makes it Yeah, I'm not saying that means that it wasn't real. I'm saying that's why people don't talk about it. It's because
0: Oh It's
1: harder to talk about stuff like that if it's not done like that. So that's kind of why you have to look a little deeper when you're trying to find stuff. And that's kind of why I want to talk about this book because it's like it's so obscure. It's like it's like a dollar sixty on Amazon. (laughs) But like (laughs) you you wouldn't think to look for something like this, you know.
0: Everyone, please go support Richard Sennett and his ghost books. Okay, this this was lit. I like that last case a lot. That really creeped me out. That was good.
1: Yeah, I wanted to save that for last <laughs>
0: <laughs> um uh, Helena, Agatha, like, all respect to you, I'm like knocking on wood, do not visit me at night, I'm Gucci, I respect you, you'll do your thing, um uh, so. Let's uh that was good. Let's say let's say good night. Um uh, everyone, um uh, oh, we have received a couple of suggestions for future episodes. So please to keep those coming if you have any um uh, you can DM us at @talkscary on Twitter or at @scarytalk on Facebook. You can also find us on all podcast listening platforms wherever you listen to your pods. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um TuneIn, Stitcher. Um uh, also Oh my god, there's like a bunch more. We're everywhere. You can find us wherever you want. Um, Shannon, anything else?
1: I think I've spoken enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you have. Everyone, give it up for Shannon. She did a good job. You basically like let this whole episode. I was just a commenter. I, I really liked your cases. Those were really good. So, thank you. Um, uh, everyone, ghosts are real. <laughs> Don't need any large meals before bedtime. Um, or a ghost will enter your vagina.
1: Hey, I I actually did want to just brief with you as we leave the cold, warm, 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 moist area of the anus. How did you enjoy that? Um, Do you think we (laughs) poked around?
0: I think we poked around enough. Um, I saw some stuff I don't want to see again. I have no idea what I'm covered in. I mean, I have some idea what I'm covered in, but I don't really (laughs) want to know. I'm just going to go take a shower. Thank you for going with me, though. It would have went way harder if I went it alone. So thank you.
1: Well, we made it out. We made it out together.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. I really appreciate you going to that asshole with me. Uh, And on (laughs) that note, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, Remember, assholes are friends, not foes. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Good night.
1: The Mothman is real. Goodbye.